This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to take a stab at recording this again. Welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. If you're new here, um, my name is Karen or Adakora or Cora or King Cora or Karen Cora. Honestly, when people meet me on the streets, I don't know what name they're going to say. It's never the same thing. <laughs> I'm always being recognized by a different name and honestly, it's fine. Also today I was at church and I went up because, you know, when they do the altar call for like a specific thing, I forget what the thing was, but I think the pastor was like, oh, if you, you know, have been like getting like bad thoughts, I went up to the front and the pastor asked me my name and I said, Karen, but I had been introducing myself as Cora to everybody else in the church so honestly it's fine like you can just call me whatever I like Karen I like the meaning of it um maybe I should stop running for my identity for a change like maybe for once I should just like embrace who I am I don't know guys I go Nah, back and forth on a lot of things you probably know so who knows how i'll be feeling tomorrow but yeah i I thought it was interesting that when the when i had met everybody before at the church i was like oh cora like cora 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 and then because sometimes when i say out of cora like i have to repeat myself a couple times so i just decided to shorten it but then when the pastor asked me my name so that she could pray for me, I was like, Karen, because, like, I want God to know that that's me, you know? <laughs> like, I want, I want God to know. I don't want to give God a different name. I want God to know. And he knows, but, you know, I'm just like, let me just give them, just give her the name that is me, and we can figure out the rest <laughs> from here going so anyway, happy Monday, happy new week. We are officially, officially starting March with a bang. It's Ghana's Independence Day, y'all. 6th of March, 1957, Ghana Independence Day. Amazing. It's also um, two years since I got my breast reduction surgery and Clara texted me that today this morning else i wouldn't have known i knew it was some day in march 
I just like didn't know that it was today. So I guess we're celebrating a lot of things this March. Two years of having smaller boobs. Ghana's Independence Day. I don't know how old Ghana's turning though. And finally being self-employed. It's a big month. It's a big month. There's a lot riding on this month, you know. For the first time, I I don't work for anybody. I'm in a new city and I don't work for anybody. And I feel like my New York City experience just began now. Um, I recorded this podcast episode yesterday, actually. But while recording it, I was not in a good place. <laughs> um, which is so funny because, what? It was literally last night. Yeah. That should tell you how much I flip-flop. But I wasn't in, like, a happy place. Um, I think a lot was getting to me. Like, I was feeling a lot of things yesterday. So I recorded this exact episode, you know, talking about me quitting my job. But it was full of anger and hatred for my job, for, like, everything. And I am getting told, I think, by God to re-record this podcast with a new lens, with a much hopeful, much more hopeful lens. And maybe one day I will go into the stories that I recorded yesterday because I was talking about why I decided to quit my job. And, you know, while we're on the topic, let's just talk about it. So, yes, I quit my job. And if you've been following me, you know that I have kind of been hinting at it. First, I posted the podcast episode of I Want to Do Social Media as a Career. And then I interviewed Elizabeth, who just pursued, started pursuing her full-time job. And I didn't quit my job for any of these things, but I was hinting at the fact that I was about to embark on this journey of pursuing social media full-time. I think it's something that is very possible for me. I think for a long time I've just been thinking that it wasn't. And, you know, you just never get to where you want to be. So, you know, you reach a goal and you want more. You reach a goal and you want more. And I never thought that I had enough. And I also never gave social media my all. Um, I never fully gave it 100%, treated it like an actual job, like, getting up every day, doing it like an actual job. It was always for fun, something on the side, because I had been convinced that it is just something on the side. And this story, actually, I can tell. I made a comment while I was working one day um, because one of my coworkers was, you know, telling an intern that, oh, Cora does social media, like, on the side. And I turned to her and I was like, nah, 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 that's my main. This job is my side. And I was kind of laughing because I thought it was funny. But then the next day, my manager pulled me aside because she was eavesdropping. Because she wasn't even in the room when I said it. She was like in a different room. And she was like, I think it's so disrespectful what you said. And I'm like, I'm literally here 40 hours a week. I haven't posted a YouTube video in 
four months. I haven't made anything from social media in literally since I started working this job. I haven't made anything from social media except like a couple bucks from the podcast. Like clearly this job is my main. Like obviously this isn't a side job. If I show up Monday to Friday, eight hours a week, sometimes, I mean, eight hours a day, sometimes more like, why would you think that I was being serious? And also, you clearly know that it was a joke, you know? So, anyway, I got pulled aside and, like, reprimanded for that comment. And you know what? After that, I was pissed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go make social media my main, actually. You know? I'm tired of this. And I'm going to make social media my main. Like, I, it, and I didn't quit my job because of that moment. It was a lot of things that happened. And when I recorded this episode yesterday, I kind of went into a couple situations and experiences and like, you know, examples. And there were a lot. There was a lot of things I said. And I kind of don't want to put that out there, especially since I just quit. Like, they're probably still stalking me. So I'm not going to say all that. Um, but I'm going to, one day I'll talk on those experiences. I just want you to know that it was a very Devil Wears Prada moment. And I don't know if you've watched that movie, but like she gets a fashion job, but then she just gets bullied the whole time. And that's how I felt from the moment I started. Even Lucas was saying this one time. He was like, it feels like they've been hazing you ever since you started. And I think that's exactly how it felt. And, you know, 90% of the reason why I decided to leave that job was because of how I was treated. And I feel like I, I wasn't treated very nicely. I think it felt personal because I think it was personal. I think a lot of them, a lot of it was a small company. It was a small company and it was like a hierarchy. So there's like three people, me and two other girls who were on the same level and then like five people above us, including the founders. So I think um, this sort of hierarchy in such a small office, I don't know, it, it gave way for people to be able to speak to you anyhow, treat you anyhow. I felt a lot of the time like I was getting bullied I'm not I'm not joking and I I don't like I don't want to get into it because I did get get into it yesterday and I feel like God is telling me not to just get into it too much but just know that it was not pleasant at all I cried three times three or two times a week you know each week, especially when I started. When I started was the worst because as soon as I started, it was like like so bad. They were so mean, you guys. They were so mean. For such an office that is so small, you would think that they would it would feel like close knit and everything, but they were so mean. They were so mean and I think is stemmed from a lot of like their own personal issues that they're having in life. But I don't think it's fair to bring that to the job and 
you know, try and make somebody else miserable. I feel like, yeah, I was crying a lot in the office and it would never be from the workload or I'm stressed about a deadline or something. It was always about what someone said or how someone spoke to me. And I also think that a lot of it had to do with colorism and racism. And I wasn't the only black girl in the office. My friend Jada is black as well, but she was black and Hispanic. So, you know, I think being a dark skinned girl also had something, a little bit of something, you know, to do with it. And not in a way that like they hate people of dark skin, but I think that's when you are already perceived like threatening, anything else you do adds on to it. So I walked in the office, I was completely myself, unashamed of my faith, you know, I would dress the way I did. I would be dancing and happy. And I feel like I brought a lot of joy and light. And if a lot of, if a group of people together are unhappy, like your light can be too much for them. And I think that's what the problem was. I think that my light was too much, (laughs) not to be conceited or anything, but I think that it felt threatening. I also feel like I spoke up for myself a lot. And, you know, already you're black. You can't afford the luxury of also defending yourself because that's like a double whammy. Like you you can't, You it feels like you're not allowed to speak up for yourself because now you're sassy and angry and fire and like all of these things and it just became unbearable it was unbearable i was looking forward to leaving every single day and it was mis- i was miserable i was completely miserable i feel like they also knew they saw potential in me they saw what i was capable of they like you know when i feel like when you're so secure in yourself and confident and you you genuinely know that you have a lot to give, um, people can see that and, and people will try to make you feel small. They'll try to humble you in any way that you can. And I think that is also a lot of the things that I experienced where people desperately trying to make me small and like, kind of crush me it's almost as if they were trying to crush any sense of confidence that I had and sometimes they succeeded and I think it's unfair I think that I started the job genuinely curious about fashion PR and this public relations side of fashion corporate side of fashion I was excited to learn. I was eager. I thought this is the path for me. And it felt like a gift from God. I don't know if you guys saw the video of me. Make I made a YouTube video about getting this job for the first time. And I was excited. I was happy because I needed a job to survive in New York City. Like I needed to pay rent or, or so I thought. I thought I need to pay rent because I can't do social media. Like I won't make enough money from it. And that's also a lie that I keep telling myself because I have made more in a month 
um, than I did working at that job. Like it is possible for me to make that much money. So I don't know why I was kind of like scared to do it. So then I just ran straight to getting a full-time job, which ruined everything for me because I came here to do social media and fashion and entrepreneurial stuff and kind of build my personal brand. And then I get a job right away and it's like, yo, what are you in New York City for? Because then I didn't have time to do anything. So I started the job very eager and I think they could see that I think they could see that I had passion and I was I was excited. I had questions. I was questioning things and they liked that. And I at that like my first performance review, they were like, you have such a great um future of PR ahead of you you're so passionate we love your fire we love that you have opinions all these things but then when I started standing up for myself um because guys there was not a single day especially when I started this job there was not a single day where I went to work and I didn't leave feeling stupid Like, I always left feeling dumb. They would speak to you like you were small, like you were nothing, like you were dirt under the feet, under their feet. Like, they would talk to you like you were nothing. And it was so bizarre because I'd never been spoken to that way before. Like, ever in my life, maybe, maybe, maybe when I was, like, in middle school and girls were trying to bully me or something, but I had never experienced that from professionals or people who deem themselves to be professional working people um speak to you that way and I for for a little bit I thought it was normal I generally started asking around like do you guys cry at your jobs (laughs) like do people make you cry at your jobs and it wasn't until I started finding out from speaking to other people speaking to friends who started working and stuff that it wasn't normal it wasn't normal for every little wrong thing you do to be blown up it wasn't it wasn't normal for managers to be sending paragraphs to you on slack even before your work shift has started it wasn't normal there were no boundaries it was toxic. We didn't even get a lunch break. We were working overtime with no pay. Lots demanded of us. Very stressful and little to no reward. There was no, there was rarely ever positive reinforcement. It was always the negative things that you did. I remember, and I'm only going to tell this one story because I have a lot of stories, guys, a lot of stories, but I'm just, I'm not going to share them because. It just doesn't feel, you know, but an example, I'll just give you one example. I spent three hours steaming clothes one day, um, steaming clothes in preparation for an event. No one offered to help me, literally everyone in the office. No one offered to help except me. Like, I was the only one steaming the clothes. It felt very slave-like, <laughs> sorry. And then after three hours of steaming, my boss comes up to me and is like, did anyone ever teach you how to steam? And, <laughs> oh man, and that is just a small little incident. Small little incident. My third day of work, she told me I lacked critical thinking skills. And 
yelled at me for 25 minutes on the phone to the point where I was crying in front of everybody in the office. And guess what they did? They just went back to their computers. They looked at me, saw tears streaming down my face, and just went back to typing. Completely ignored me, everyone. And, you know, we're all sitting at a table. So it's just little things, little things like that. And it gets to you. And, you know, sometimes you brush it off. I'll brush up a comment. I'll brush off, you know, someone, a, a microaggression. I'll brush off a little prejudice comment. I'll brush off someone being condescending. But it, it, it starts to pile up and it started to pile up. And I realized I had to go. So my Ghana trip became a big deal in the office. And I think that's that was the start of like the downfall because there was a lot of problems that arose because of the fact that I had to go to Ghana for three weeks, which is understandable. Three weeks is a long time to be away from your job. I offered to work remote. Um, but when I started the job, there was like unlimited vacation days and, you know, there was no policy, not really any policy around it. And I chalked that up to be it being a small company. But there was a lot. And it started to feel like I was getting punished for going. Um, I get to work remote every third Friday. Which is like, whatever. It's so dumb. But yeah, I got the privilege to work remote every third Friday. And so, like, maybe once a month, I would be able to work from home. And because of this Ghana trip, they told me that I couldn't work remote for the rest of 2023. For all of 2023, I had to give up my right to work remote once a month. The once a month work from home that I got, because I was going to Ghana, I had to give that up for the year. And I was like, what? And you don't do this when anybody else has to take a vacation. Like, nobody else has to work remote. You know, the, like, the bosses worked remote every day. They rarely came into the office. The people above me worked remote, like, three times a week. We would come into the office once a week or maybe twice a week. I only got to work remote once a month. And because I was going to Ghana, I had to give it up for the rest of the year. Like, it was cr it was ridiculous. And it was a lot of things. I, I, I Like, if I s mention every little instance of, like, you know, a negative experience that I had, I would go on for forever. You can ask Lucas. Every day at the job was something. I, I, it was like you could never catch a break. It was always something. And... And it started to feel very personal. It started to feel very personal. Um, I even discovered a group chat with all the seniors above me. And, like, I was the topic of conversation, like, 80% of the time. So I knew I wasn't crazy to take it personally because it felt personal to me. And I think it got to a point where I was standing up for myself a lot, you know, calling out things that I thought were unfair. And my boss was basically like, well, if you don't like it, then you should quit. 
and she didn't say it exactly like that but she said it she said it that's exactly what she meant she's like "Mm, it feels like you don't like office dynamics so (laughs) and office dynamics aka it feels like you don't like it when we bully you and talk to you like you're stupid and dumb and are mean to you and treat you unfairly so since it seems like you don't like it these were her words maybe you should go somewhere you're more passionate about you know you have such a large social media following maybe you should do something you're more passionate about (laughs) and i think i don't know everyone in the office like i don't know something about my social media just was always also a topic of conversation and i decided to take all the signs that i was getting you know i basically got yelled at for making a joke that social media was my main job and my boss is like you know two months ago was like well seems like you should do something you're more passionate about aka go do social media so i decided to look past all of the hurt that i was feeling for you know the way that i felt like i was being treated and read between the lines you know what are they trying to tell me they're trying to tell me that you shouldn't be at this job and you should go do social media and i'm like okay god i came back from ghana and i got covid twice and i feel like that was really the nail in the coffin for me that was like the signal like just leave you know ever since ever since my boss pulled me aside and made that comment of me doing something i'm more passionate about every day i went into the office felt pointless it felt stupid because it's like why am i there you already told me to leave so it felt like i wasn't there And, and when i put in my two weeks notice nobody cared it felt like they were just waiting for me to quit and they were expecting it any day now um And it's funny because I feel like I would have loved fashion PR and maybe I'll look into it again. But I think I liked the work that I was doing. You know, it taught me a lot. I I learned a lot about organization, time management, pitching. I know how to pitch myself now. Um, You know, cold emailing contacts, communication, how to, you know, make your point across. It was public relations. I learned a lot excel sheets how to execute a project from start to finish you know having steps you know a lot of things i don't know if i'm saying them right like but most of all working with difficult people is also what i learned so i i thank god because i learned a lot i feel like the job came at a time where i needed it. it was a very integral part of me moving to new york city and navigating the city was this job i got to go to soho every day for work and get lunch and have co-workers even though some days were hard i had some fun days and i genuinely think i learned a lot and i think although it felt like the the job was taking so much away from me it was making me feel small and it felt like my light was being dimmed it felt like i was being crushed every day (laughs) by people's words um or like actions and stuff like that i feel like i feel like i i I won't allow that job or company to 
I won't allow them the power to say that they took anything away from me. I think I gained more than they tried to take away from me. And, you know, in a way, they gave me the signal and the direction I needed. In a way, they held my hand and wanted to walk me out. But that was a blessing in disguise because as they were kind of pushing me out, you know, sometimes you need someone to push you. <laughs> you need someone to push you out of a place that is not for you and usher you into your next season in life. And I think that's exactly what it did. So I am grateful. I'm grateful because I was able to, you know, afford rent, barely, but I was affording rent. And that's also another reason why leaving was an easy choice because I wasn't making enough, like I wasn't making a lot of money. It was very, very, very small. So I didn't feel like I was even losing anything because I was like, I literally, after I pay my bills a month, like I'm left with really nothing. So it's like, I was just living paycheck to paycheck being miserable when I can be living paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> doing YouTube and social media and 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 podcasts. Like, why live paycheck to paycheck being at a place where you can tell and my coworkers could tell, like, and by coworkers, I mean the people on the same level as me, that I was not very liked for... Um, Reasons that I can't really pinpoint, but I think I kind of have an idea, you know, like I was completely myself and confident and I wasn't insecure. And when people I feel like are unhappy or insecure, they get joy and they get power from making somebody else feel weak. But I wasn't budging and I wasn't allowing them to make me feel. Well, it it did get to me a lot of days, but it was kind of like, you hit me, I bounce back. You hit me, I bounce back. You hit me, I bounce back. So I can see why that would upset anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm so I'm very happy that I was able to go through that experience because Working there actually taught me a lot. Um, And then also working with those people taught me a lot. It taught me how to advocate for myself. It taught me how to not let people's words affect me. And it taught me that people could really just not like you for no reason. Because this treatment started from day one, guys. From day one, this treatment started. So I learned a lot and I'm happy that they, you know, I'm happy that I was able to go through that. I, I, I look back, <laughs> I look back on it as if I didn't quit like two days ago. But like looking at it, you know, like on the outside looking in, it was only for the better. It builds my character up a lot. And I can say that I'm more bold and more confident and yeah, I yeah, I'm grateful for the experience. Um, I'm grateful for the experience. I now know how not to run a company. 
uh, when I have my own. And what I've been feeling God tell me is that the time is now. You know, I feel like when when everything around you is telling you the same thing, you listen. You know, when they were telling me, like, basically you should quit, but they didn't want to fire me because they would have no reason to. I should have listened because that was two months ago. Um, You know, I had a conversation where someone was like, you can do this, you know, by yourself. You don't need you don't need to be working for some place that is not really productive to your health and mental well-being. I should have listened. I got COVID twice and. I was like, yeah, God just doesn't want me there. I listened and I feel like I've been getting a lot of signals. um, And I decided to just listen to them all and listen to what God was trying to tell me, which was that this is a new season of your life and the time is now. And I feel very stupid I feel very silly every time I attempt to be serious about social media and treat it like a business because it is. I feel very silly because I I look at what I have and I'm always like, well, look at what I don't have. You know, I I never think I have enough. I feel like. I don't think my numbers are where it needs to be or my socials are where it needs to be, all that jazz. But it's time for me to stop disobeying. I feel like even delayed obedience, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but delayed obedience is still disobedience. And I've just, I feel like I've been disobeying and I've been delaying my destiny for a long time. Because every time I'm close to it, I stop. Every time I'm close to it, I find another thing to focus on. I find another thing to like put my eye on. Like I'm, I'm always stopping myself because I never think that I can do it. And God has just been telling me that the time is now. And uh, it's quite scary I keep saying, like, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get another job. Um, but I hope I don't have to. I um, I know for the next two months, I don't need to worry about having a job because I have rent paid. I have some money down. So, like, I'm good till May. <laughs> so, theoretically, till May, I can just start living and, you know, acting like social media is my full-time job. And if I do it every day long enough, it will become my full-time job. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibilities that I could just wake up and not have to report to someone, not have someone talking down on me, yelling at me for every little mistake. That I could just get up and write how my I want my day to go and live life on my own terms and using the avenues that God has given me, which are very fruitful, by the way, fruitful avenues, even though the devil tries to tell me that it's not, and it's stagnant, and it's bad, and it's a flop. (laughs) Um, They are very, very fruitful avenues. And it's time that I started believing in the truth. It's time that I started looking at 
my potential, what I'm capable of, what God has given me, the talent, the gift, and believing in them. I've been, I've been in disbelief and in doubt and in fear for so long that I think the time is now to start believing. And I went to church today and I have this verse. And literally it was crazy because the pastor was preaching about like, you know, abundance and all of that. And then he was like, this is God's message for you today. This is what God wants me to tell you today. And he said, Romans 13 verses 11 to 14. And he says, literally, guys, if this isn't the sign that I am on the right path, then what is? Okay. Romans 13, 11 to 14. The Bible says, and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing or drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, and not in dissension and in jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. That was a whole lot. Um, But basically, what I got from that was verse 11, the very first verse. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber. And that's what I got out of it. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, you know, I feel like I'm very big on moving with the flow. And like if there's a lot of resistance in one area, then clearly it's not meant to you for you. Like go where there is alignment. I think life is so short and uncertain and exciting and just there are so many endless possibilities that leaving the like staying at a job because I don't know if I can pay rent on my own is probably the worst decision I can make for myself because I know I can make rent on my own and I know that once we take a step you know quitting your job is a scary thing especially with no backup plan my friend Jada also quit but you know she had a job to go into and at, at a point in time I was a bit scared I was like oh I don't have another job lined up for after this but that's where the fun is like look at all the success stories that you've heard you know maybe I'm a bit delusional but all the success stories that I've heard were people just jumping in faith with no safety net and being like I'll I'll get caught you know just knowing the faith that someone will catch you something will catch you And you won't fall to your death when you jump in faith. When you jump in faith, that's when actually God can be, God can work because, you know, the whole premise of believing in God is faith. So quitting was very scary for me. I knew it was the right decision to do. I knew that I was facing so much resistance at this workplace and I just knew that it wasn't for me because it felt like I was forcing myself to be there 
and I wasn't wanted there and it wasn't serving me and I don't think I was serving it. So, you know, I knew it was the right thing to do, but it was scary because it was like, what are you going to do after this? You haven't done YouTube in a while. I haven't made money from socials in so long it's hard to get back into the game. You know, I've been trying to get back into the game and brands, but because I've been on a hiatus on YouTube and like I don't really post on TikTok and stuff like that, like I'm just not in the perfect place to be pursuing this. But I just know that it was the right step for me because I think once you remove the safety net from under you, you are almost forced to grind and fight for your life. And there's that's the common theme of people move, who move to New York is kind of like a little a little fighting for your life action going on that I think is empowering. I think taking life into your own hands and and having to make your dreams come true any way that you can. I think it's powerful. I think it's it's fun. I think there's a lot of excitement in it. And I think with God on my side, there's really nothing I can lose, you know? And Lucas was also painting one day and he was like, yeah, God said, this is, this is your time. God, this is Karen's time. And I feel it. (laughs) And it may take a while. It may not take two weeks. It may not take two months. But if he said it, we believe it. Woo! Because <laughs> you're a man of your word. If I sound silly to you, I, I hope I don't. I hope you believe in me as much as I believe in you. And I think that if you needed a sign to step out in faith and do something a little scary, a little risky, that's why I made that the prompt for the very first bonus episode because that was something I was kind of going through in my own personal life is like doing something risky, stepping out in faith and knowing that I can make it, like I can do it. And I've been doubting myself for a long time and it's time that I stopped doubting myself and I started believing in the plans that God has for me. So yeah, that's a bit about how or you know, how the work life was treating me. Um, uh, Yeah, it was tough. And I can finally say I'm out of it. And I'm on to the next chapter of my life. And something about it being March, you know, I just like March, something about it just screams like new beginnings, new beginnings and a whole new season literally spring is about to come i think and another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hopefully I won't be evicted anytime soon. No, I will. I will. I will. I need to stop. See, I'm already like preparing myself in my head 
for like the worst and it's just bad i need to because then i get in my own head and i'm like oh this isn't gonna work out and then i don't put a hundred percent into it and if you don't believe in yourself to do something no one else is gonna believe in you and sometimes no sometimes no one will believe in you and you have to sound crazy like i do right now saying i haven't made a dime from social media in four months but i'm quitting my job to start making money from it like sometimes you have to sound a little bit crazy and I think it's always the craziest. Be- Tell me one genius that ain't crazy. It's always the craziest people. It's always the people doing crazy things that succeed. Like all the success stories I've heard were people doing the wildest thing they could think of and not playing it safe, especially in a city like New York City. I'm going to move to the, <laughs> the most expensive city in the world and I'm going to not have a job and I'm going to work for myself. <laughs> and if that sounds crazy, right? That sounds like the wildest thing I could possibly ever do. And I am deciding to do it, and I'm deciding to believe in myself, and I'm deciding to do it. And I and I tried the 9 to 5 thing. I tried the the post-grad corporate thing. Maybe I didn't try it with the right company under the right circumstances. I definitely think I didn't. But I think that was enough to repel me from working <laughs> for anyone ever. Actually, I think God did that on purpose. I think God said, I'm going to put put you in the worst possible place you could ever imagine. Um, am I exaggerating? I don't know. I feel like I'm only exaggerating like maybe like 1% when I say that it's the worst. But I think God was like, I'm going to give you the most unpleasant work environment so hard that you will be turned off from working for anyone ever again. And you will finally believe in yourself and do what I've been asking you to do for a while. And I was like, yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I genuinely think I needed to go through that and I'm happy I did because rejection is redirection. You're getting rejected from people in a place and that's just redirecting you to where you need to be. So I feel like I've been redirected onto this path, the path I was supposed to be on all along and I'm finally ready for it. I I will still say there's still some things that scare me but I'm ready to full send y'all I'm ready to full send really ready to full send so if you see me posting on Instagram five times a week that's why because I'm ready to full send I you know I spent a lot of time at that job like sending PR to influencers and inviting influential people to events and putting influencers on like mailing lists for brands and my and the clients that we were doing PR for and all of that I'm like wait no 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 no. I'm on the wrong side of this I'm supposed to be on the other side like I'm supposed to be the one being invited the one getting things the one you know I'm I'm on the wrong side of this so yeah I think I'm on the right side now I think I'm where I'm supposed to be I think I'm in alignment everything had to come together for this one moment, it feels like a very defining moment in my life. And it feels like everything had to come together right now for this, including this Skims crew neck. 
it all had to be here for this moment right now. So, yeah. Um, it's also, you know, six months since I moved to New York City. So we are celebrating a lot this month. It's been six months since I moved to New York City. And it just feels right that six months after I moved to New York City, I am now finally on the right path. And sometimes you're on a path that you think is right and it will be right for you in the moment, in the season, in the place that God wants you, you to be. Then all of a sudden, the right the right path, boom, switches. And it's like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be there. Go where you're called. I'll say that again. Go where you're called. Do not hear a call and think that you're not ready or be too scared for it. Go where you're called. Go where God, you feel like God is moving you to. Anyway, I didn't even say like what I was welcoming and exiling today. So let me do that. I can't believe I didn't do what I'm welcoming and exiling. I just got right into the episode. But all right, what I'm welcoming this week and in this new month first is new friendships. I am making some beautiful, lovely, godly friendships. And I'm so excited and so happy. Um, We hung out this weekend on Friday. And it was so fun. And I just, I loved it. We were dancing. We went to an absence of proof night, actually. Referencing my last episode not the bonus one but we went to an absence of proof night and we're just dancing all over the dance floor it'll be in a vlog that i'm posting soon yes i'm actually back on youtube my you my main youtube channel um new video out this wednesday Ooh, you heard it here first so i'm welcoming new friendships i'm welcoming a closer presence of god And I'm welcoming, by that I mean that I feel like I'm back where he found me again. Like, you know, the moment where you're freshly saved, that kind of era or like that kind of aura and energy of the excitement and the love and the comfort and the closeness of God that you feel. And then, you know, as time goes on, you spend time with your walk with God, it kind of like ebbs and flows i feel like i'm back in that closeness i feel very close to him right now so i'm welcoming that and i'm welcoming a higher standard of righteousness for myself in which i i'm prioritizing the fear of god and by that i mean i'm doing i'm not doing anything that will take me away from his presence i need to fully um i need to be fully aware of my actions, my thoughts, my words, and make sure that they are in alignment with the fear of God. And the fear of God is the knowledge of God. To know him is to fear him. If you know God fully, you will obey. So I want to obey. I I don't want to keep making a little, like, you kind of get, I kind of got a little like lenient you know like when parents 
they have their first born and they're super strict because they think they need everything to go right. And then by the last born, like everyone is just nonchalant about everything. I became nonchalant a little bit about like the music I listen to, the stuff that I wear, the people I hang out with, the places that I go. And I don't want to be leaning about it anymore. I want to be totally in his presence at all times. I want to go back to where it started. And yeah, so that's what I'm welcoming. A higher standard of righteousness, a closer presence of God and new friends. And then exiling i only have one thing my job that needed to be exiled and it's finally out it didn't belong in this kingdom and quite frankly i did not belong in in theirs so yeah i am happy six months living in new york and it feels like my New York City experience just began and I don't have to spend days crying, feeling angry, upset and all of that stuff. Like my days and my self-worth and all of that and what I think about myself is not being tainted by people that I work for and like it, 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 they had a huge impact on my days and life here in New York City. And that's also one of the reasons why life felt so hard here was because of, of that. So I f- it feels like I feel lighter. <laughs> I feel like I can inhale and exhale. And I feel like I'm ready to take life by the horns and ride it like a bull. <laughs> No, it feels like I I am finally starting life in New York City. Um, because part of life in New York City is the grind, is the uncertainty, it's the excitement, it's the possibilities and the unknowing that um, anything can happen. I literally was invited to a random, like I met a girl once at a gallery. A month later, she invites me to her birthday party. I go to her birthday party. It's like me and four other girls. I'm like, I don't, I only spoke to her once. Why am I at this intimate gathering? Only to find out that I ended up going home, riding in the Tesla and talking about family issues with Lauren Hill's daughter. And I didn't know she was, that was Lauren Hill's daughter till I got home. And I found her Instagram. You know, like, it's just, New York City is that crazy. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, I spent the whole night with this girl. And you get home and you find out that, oh, you know, you just, you never know who you can meet. You never know what can happen. You never know a day can change things. And I'm fully ready and expectant to be in awe of God and how he moves with me through me in me in this season of my life i'm i'm very expectant of what he's gonna do because i know that the possibilities are endless and with him they're even more endless and i know he's gonna move and i'm giving him i'm i'm giving him the the freedom to because it feels like i always try to control 
where my life went and I want to give him the free flowing freedom to do what he wants to do with me in this time. And I'm very ready to listen to what he has to say, you know? If he says tomorrow he tells me to get a job somewhere else, I will. But I'm ready to listen and obey. So yeah, (laughs) that's all for now, folks. That's where I am, and that's where I'm going. I love you. I do. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, expect a new vlog this week. And I will be seeing you in my next episode. Bye-bye.